0: what's up guys? this is rich Tabishan, host of the rich life the key to living your best life what's up guys this is rich Tabishan here I just wanted to kind of give you guys some insight on how I evaluate uh, rental income properties and um, when it comes to real estate investing, kind of share a little bit of insight into you know what I do and how I find these deals and how do i you know how do I find a deal how do i fund the deal you're right how do I um, evaluate it and make sure that it's going to give me a positive net return and return on investment and um, so let's let's go ahead and just start with you know kind of the steps that I take so if you're first of all if you're new to this podcast welcome this is a a podcast that I've dedicated to you know sharing information about the rich life and it's really it's really based on these four core values which is health, Finance or money, um, relationships and fulfillment. so this episode is going to be more geared towards the finance or money part of things and really about building legacy at the end of the day and building um, you know building wealth over time. What I find is even through a recession, people still need somewhere to live, and based on that information, I know that if I have income producing properties that those people will either you know. Be paying me or not paying me, right? Depending on the situation, but for for the most part, they're going to be paying you know rent on time if you if you're looking in a B or C class you know neighborhood um, or area, and um, you know basically what I do is this. Let me just kind of share my steps. Number one is I'm constantly every single day I'm constantly on the search for properties. So I have alerts set up on different apps. I have access to MLS. And if you if you're an investor, or you're looking to become an investor, you need access to the local MLS because you're going to get you're going to find the most accurate information on the local MLS. Okay. And if you don't have access to the local MLS, you're going to probably be more frustrated because you're going to be, you know, searching for properties on like Zillow on Trulia. And those websites, they don't really have accurate information. Because what happens is, and I'm kind of going on tangent here, but what happens is, you know, the the listing agent will upload their uh, property to their local MLS. It will syndicate it out, which basically just means send out information to these other platforms. And then when the home is sold or in, or contingent or um, pending, or which basically just means under contract, they don't necessarily update the Zillow listing right away. So there's this like period of time between the property being under contract and that property being under contract and not getting updated in Zillow or Trulia, that could be you know a window that um, you may not know about. So the MLS is always going to be the multiple listing service is always going to be the most accurate listing information because the agents are required to make sure that that listing is accurate in the MLS. So because they'll get fined otherwise. Like if I put up a listing and I have the wrong information, I have crappy photos or just you know weird stuff going on then they're gonna they're gonna ding me with a fine so i'm obligated as an agent as a as a um uh as a licensed uh agent i'm obligated to make sure that my mls listing is accurate up to date and has the most recent information but i'm not obligated to update zillow trulia etc because they don't find me for those types of things right so um now obviously if you if you're working with a better, you know, with a good agent, that person is gonna make sure that everything is accurate across the board or have the systems in place to allow that as well. Okay, so what do I do first? I I do some searches, I create alerts, I go on websites, on apps, but I primarily use the MLS. It's really not that difficult. If you don't have access to the MLS, which most people don't, unless you're a licensed agent, get in contact with local realtor um, or an agent, and they'll be able to give you alerts and access or maybe even a portal. So like here in Charleston, we have these portals and the portal will give you the ability to like set your own filters and you can search on things on your own. And you got your own username and login, it's kinda cool. Anyway, so get access to information so that you can start to find you know, properties that are in your area, that are local, whatever. I also do this. So before, I, honestly, before I even search, there's a zero. There's a step zero that I that I take, and what that is is I evaluate areas based on the economy, right? How well is the economy doing in that area? How well is the area doing? You know, are, is there job growth? Is there um, low unemployment rates, right? Are are the employment unemployment rates dropping? Because that's what I want to see. I want to see unemployment rates dropping, so that um, it gives me. You know the the based on the local economy it gives me a better feeling around can these people you know can these folks in this area afford to live here and do they have a staple job that gives them the opportunity to pay rent on time and really as an owner of rental properties that's all I want is essentially is just somebody that is paying rent on time doesn't cause problems and is very um, good to deal with not everybody's like that right But if you're screening people properly, meaning you're asking them the right questions on the phone, you're talking to them, you're understanding their background, you're understanding, you know, maybe any issues that they might have, you're running their background check, their credit check to see if they pay bills on time, right? Those are the types of screening things that you want to do, you know, when you're, when you're, you know, when you're trying to look for good tenants and renters. Anyway, so I'm evaluating the economy of the area first. Now. If you're in an area where the economy is just really small, like not great, like if you're in a small town of like 10,000 or less people, I would not recommend investing in an area like that. And the reason is you're, the chances of you finding a good long-term tenant in an area that's not growing in, in and in an economy of a city or area that's not um, you know, going to be positive to your bottom line then why would you invest the money for the down payment of the property to do that? Doesn't make sense, right? Just logically doesn't make sense. So what I usually do is I'll look in an area that's about at least thirty to fifty thousand city. So if I'm looking at the city, the population is at least thirty thousand people. And I, you know, I change it up once in a while, and I differ depending on the area, or if there's like a local uh, college or a Walmart, or if there's a a big grocery store people tend to flock around you know things they tend to flock around shopping centers malls colleges chick-fil-a's right all these major um, you know chains they do a lot of research on their own to make sure that that city in that area is effective for their business they've already done all the work for you right so the best thing to do is to use them as a guide and I think even on bigger pockets, there was a strategy that they talked about called the Chick-fil-A strategy. I think it was in, you know, I think it was tongue-in-cheek, and they were joking a little bit. But there is some truth to it because Chick-fil-A, you'll notice that they're not in just any city. They're not just in a random place. They're very strategically placed in an area where they know that there will be job growth. There's a good economy of, you know, there's a good economy. There, there's low unemployment rates. People are able to, you know, to afford. Chick-fil-A because Chick fil A is not like cheap fast food. Like it's fast food, but it's not like cheap, right? You know, there's no dollar menu. I don't think there's dollar menu. There's no dollar menu for that place. And um, you know, this isn't like a McDonald's where you know, McDonald's has like really inexpensive you can get a whole freaking meal for like five bucks, six bucks. Anyway, I digress. So that's step number zero actually is to find the area that you want to invest first before you even start searching. So you need to understand the economy, right? There are websites like Best uh, bestplaces.net, there's Area Vibes, which I like a lot. There's also city data, city-data, which gives you information about that town. And what you wanna look for is positive job growth, low unemployment rates, or, or decreasing unemployment rates, um, and a population that's at least 30,000 or more in the city. In the county, you probably wanna look at like 100,000, right? So if you're looking at a metropolitan area where there's jobs and low unemployment, that's the ideal. Now I I have a little bit more specific criteria that I look for in an area, but those are the main ones. So how well is the economy doing? Are they doing well? Are they doing crappy, right? Is it going to improve? Do I think it's going to improve over time? Do I see new development popping up, right? That type of thing. And if you're, if you're investing in your backyard, so to speak in your area, and and it hits all these criteria, then go for it. Then go, you know, get access to your MLS, start searching online, look for properties, and get in touch with a local agent. Somebody, especially that's that's investor friendly, right? What you should be value, what you should ask every agent that you want to work with is, are you an investor yourself? Because if they're not an investor themselves, they're not going to be able to give you guidance on how to find a good deal. Now, not, so that's what I want to be clear is like, not every agent is, is the same. Some people, agents are, some agents actually don't even own a home, which is ironic to me, right? How could you not own a home in the business that you're in? <laughs> and it's like, you're, you're trying to sell somebody a house that you, and you don't even and you rent. <laughs> like, I just don't get that. That's just my, my two cents on that. But um, anyway, so next step once I find a property that you know falls into my uh, my criteria and strategy so your strategy could be a couple things you could either you need to be specific about what you want that's the main thing so if it's your first property your strategy is going to be different if it's you know uh, compared to like your 10th property okay they're going to be very different strategies because as you buy uh, properties, you're going to want to scale. You're going to want to have, you know, maybe higher property management team or an individual or whatever, because eventually it's going to get difficult to manage on your own. Right. So you have to think ahead and say, okay, what exactly do I want? Do I just want a condo? Do I just want, you know, do I want to buy the, buy the place? If I'm new, do I want to buy the place, live in it and then rent out rooms? That's called house hacking. Okay. If you're not comfortable doing that, then you can look for maybe a duplex or a fourplex and rent out or live in one side and then rent out the other side. That's a very common approach as well. Now, um, so yeah, that's what I would do is figure out exactly what you want, do your search. Don't just randomly search on things. You need to be very specific about what you want and then do your searching to see what's available in your area. Now spoiler alert you may not find good deals in your area and the reason is there are probably other investors that are competing with you that are looking for deals in the area too so what you need to do is not get discouraged if you don't find anything at that moment keep checking every single day make sure you make it a habit to check your uh you know, to check the area every day. If you have MLS access, get your agent to set you up on listings for the criteria that you want so that as soon as it comes in on the market, you get an, an alert notification in your email or a message or whatever, and then you're, you're informed of what's going on. So do that and then you'll be informed. I'm actually gonna um, continue on the next episode with this. I'm gonna go deeper into uh, deal analysis, so like how I actually find deals in the spreadsheet that I use. But in the meantime, for those of you who are in Charleston, like if you're in the Charleston, South Carolina, uh, surrounding metropolitan area, please reach out to me at Instagram at Rich Sells CHS, Rich Sells Charleston or Rich Sells CHS. And I will send you, if you are interested in looking for investment properties, please reach out to me. I answer all my direct messages, my DMs, and uh, make sure to follow me as well, obviously. But message me and ask me for MLS access if you don't have it already. That's number one. Number two, when I go into the next episode, we're going to talk about deal analyzing and the spreadsheets and the information that I use to actually analyze a deal and it has been very successful for me in the past and I want to share that with you guys. So make sure to direct message me, me, uh, send me your email address and I'll email that to you so that you have a copy of my spreadsheet that I use for deal analyzing and I'll talk more about that next time. Thanks for joining me on this episode, guys. Have a good one. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Rich Life. Please remember to subscribe, share with a friend, leave a review, and reach out to me on Instagram at yoRichieRich or at RichSellsCHS.